Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, um, so for those who don't know, my name is Pastor Mark. For about two and a half years, I was a student pastor here in Republic. I love my students. Don't always miss them. You know what I'm saying? Come on. All the parents said amen. I'm just playing. I do. I, I miss them. Uh, but the Lord called us out to Marshfield. We've been pastoring Marshfield for, what, four months now. And man, it's been incredible. It, it, it's been amazing. So, uh, but I am pretty excited to be at Republic today. And uh, I miss y'all. It's good to see a lot of faces I haven't seen in a couple of months. And I'm ready to bring this word. Hey, um, I, I have an honest question for y'all. Are y'all inviting people to church? Are you inviting people to church? I, I have this story. I think it's pretty funny. Yesterday, I was pressed for time. And uh, the barber I normally go to, I couldn't get into him. So I had to go to a barber I'd never been to before. Now, I always know... Uh, um, this is like playing the lottery, you know, it's like this, this could be really bad or this could be really good. So I, I, I walk into the barber shop, I sit down, the guy comes over, he's like, Mark, I'm like, yeah, that's me, he calls me into his chair. Okay, I, I sit down in his chair and we just kind of start conversing, small talk. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a barber. I'm like, oh, I should have guessed that, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But then he asked me, he goes, so what do you do? I said, I'm a pastor. And he's like, oh, for real? He's like, are you kidding me? This dude was intrigued by the fact that I was a pastor. And I, I don't know what it was, and, and, and I, I promise he said this. I don't know if he was just trying to get tips or not, but as I'm sitting in his chair, he goes, I got to be honest with you. He's like, I thought you were a professional athlete or something. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it, you know? I just wanted to tell you guys that. Come on. Get, get it in where I can, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I knew my wife wouldn't be impressed. Or give me the affirmation I was looking for, but... So then we kind of just start talking about life and family life, and he starts talking to me about his kids, and I'm like, you know, okay, and then, you know, he's kind of bouncing around, and, and, and I notice there's, I, I think there's a couple different moms in the situation, and I'm, so I'm trying to keep up with how many kids he has and, and whose mom is whose, so I go, I was like, so how many kids do you have? He goes, I got four. He goes, I got two girls, two boys. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome, okay. I'm like, and you said there was two moms, and there's this awkward pause. He goes, actually, there's four different moms. I said, I grabbed his arm. I said, listen, I think you need to come to my church, pal. Just joking around. Man, we about both fell out of the chair, man. We were cracking up. It was good. Moral of the story, invite somebody to church. Come on. I thought that was funny. Hey, have y'all enjoyed this series? Can you hear me now? Come on, it's been good. Amen. Um, our, our key scripture for the series is John 10, 27, and it says this. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I'm going to read that again. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. This is Jesus talking. He says, I know them, and they follow me. And, and this whole series has been purpose around this idea of growing in our sensitivity to God's voice. Does anyone want to grow in their sensitivity to God's voice? Come on, man. Me too. I'm right there with you. So um, and I've loved the series. I think it's been great. Pastor Chad does an incredible job communicating God's word. Amen. Come on. Y'all are blessed to get to listen to that dude every week. But as a refresher, maybe you're new. Maybe you're in here for the first time. Maybe you've been here every week. And I'll just remind you of what we've been talking about. But week one, we talked about God meeting Elijah in the cave, right? And he wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. But he, but he came to Elijah in a gentle 
whisper. And week one, really the goal was for you to walk out of here with the understanding that God is constantly and continuously communicating with you. We have a God who wants to talk to us. Isn't that incredible? Like the creator of the universe wants to talk to me and he wants to talk to you. Week two, we talked about God's word, how God uses his word to speak to us in the divine way. Um, And here's the deal, church. I I really believe if we would take the time to internalize and, and digest God's word the way we're called to, I think we would be dumbfounded at the guidance that it provides for us. I think we would be amazed at the answers to life that are found in this book. So um, week one, week two were awesome, but hey, week three is going to be a little bit different, okay? And y'all got me, so buckle up, here we go. Key scripture of the day, Matthew 7, verses 7 through 12. I think this is actually the scripture you were talking about, so God is good. Come on. Matthew 7, verse 7 through 12, it says this, keep on asking, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or, or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? Is anyone thankful that we have a good God, a good Father? Come on. So here's what I want to talk to you about this morning, if, you, if you're taking notes. This is kind of what the whole message is, is, is sort of built around, this idea. When I'm not 100% sure if a thought or, or a voice is God's, what do I do? What, God, God, I think that's you. Is that you talking to me? I'm not really sure. Is this my idea? Is this your idea? The title of my message this morning, simple. It's this, God, what do I do? God, what do I do? Y'all ready? God, are you calling me to go to this college? Are you calling me to go to that college? God, what do I do? Is this the person I'm supposed to marry or not? God, what do I do? Are you telling me to get the new job? God, what do I do? Come on, anyone had a conversation with God where you just had to sit there and say, God, what do I do? Am I the only one? Come on. So we're going to talk about it. When we're in that place, when we're not sure if it's God or if it's us, when we're not sure what that next step is, I want to give you some practical things we can do in that season. So I think it'll be good. We're going to talk about it. Let's pray. Jesus, we just uh, love you so much. And Father, my prayer is that you would use me in a divine way this morning, and you'd use your word in a divine way. Father, I pray that right now you'd prep the soil of our hearts, prepare it to receive the seed of your word. Let it, God, let the seed of your word land on our hearts and grow to produce fruit in our lives. God, we want to be transformed by your word. Let us not just be hearers, but let us be doers also. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. amen. Anyone ever experienced a what do I do moment? Like, what do I do? <laughs> right? So as I was preparing the message, I'm skimming through, man, what are, what are, what are some of my what do I do moments? And, and the first one that came to mind, um, just to be frank, is far from spiritual, but I'm going to share it anyways. I didn't tell my wife about this, so I'm going to go ahead and get the embarrassing parts out of the way first, and then we can uh, work on from here. 
But long story short, okay, this is my wife, Abigail Blonde, over here. I slid in her DMs on Instagram. I asked for her number. A couple years later, we were married, okay? But, but I, I say all that to say this. Before I met her, we spent a lot of time texting, okay? That's, that's vital to the story. That's important to know as I go through this story. And, and I would try to get Abigail to hang out with me. Like, I would try to get her to go on dates. One time, we were going to meet at Starbucks. She finally agreed to go on the date. I'm like, come on, this is what I've been waiting for an hour before, y'all. You're going to hate me. I'm like, that's it. But I was hooked. I was hooked. So I hung in there. I said, it's all good. I'm like, if you're not ready, I get it. Trying to play cool, trying to be smooth, you know. Um, But still, I would ask her. I I would ask her to hang out and no, she'd deny it. She'd swerve me every time. So for three and a half months, we're just texting books back and forth, literally. And, and here's the deal. I thought she was absolutely gorgeous. She was super classy. Uh, like, literally, I would send her text messages. I'd be like, yo, girl, I'd be like, you were looking good in that Instagram picture you just posted. You know, how's your day going? She'd be like, my day's good. How's yours? I'm like, did you not realize I'm like throwing, you know, flirtatious comments at you and you're just going to swerve them like that? Like, girl, I'm trying to flirt with you. Like, she wouldn't give me anything, but she'd always respond. But one of my favorite things about Abigail, you know, while we were kind of in that season of me getting to know her, her getting to know me, not really hanging out, just texting, um, she'd go to church by herself and just go and sit by herself. And I just thought that was the most attractive thing about her, to be honest. And I, and I say this all the time, and maybe it's a little corny, but I, I literally feel like I was in love with Abigail before I even really met her, okay? But finally, one day, she gives me the green light to hang out. I'm like, let's go. That's what I've been waiting for. So I remember I'm in, uh, you know, I'm in my car. I, I pull up to her apartment, pull up into her apartment complex, swerve into the parking spot. I get out. I'm trying to be smooth, right? I'm trying to have game. I'm like, man, I got to make a good first impression. I'm like, so, so I'm walking up. I remember she's coming down to meet me at the bottom of the stairs. I walk out trying to be smooth. I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing, you know? And I don't just go to hug her. I hug her and pick her up, you know, like trying to be cute and playful. I'm like, hey, how are you? And she is like, does not like it at all. She's like stiff as a board. She's like, ah, ah, you can put me down, you know, like, I'm like, wow, I am not killing this, not doing good. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm off to a strong start. This is going great. So the night continues on, and we're being all flirty and nervous, and I'm sitting next to her on the couch, and, you know, I start looking into her eyes, and she starts looking into mine, and here it is upon me. What do I do? What do I do, right? We've all been here, married couples in the room. Y'all had this moment too. Quit judging me, all right? I'm sitting there. I'm like, do I kiss her? Does she want to? Like, this is the first time we've hung out, but technically we've been talking for like three months. So is that like the green light to go? Is this too strong? And keep in mind, Mark's spiritual life wasn't at the best point in time. So any youth kids in the room, don't be kissing on the first date. Not allowed, okay? Here I am. What do I do? I don't want to mess this up. So I just trust God. And I go for it, right? So I lean in to kiss her, and I, and I kid you not, this is her response. She goes, ducks out of the way. I'm not going to kiss you. <laughs> Literally leans over. I'm like, oh, okay. Leans over, kisses me, and then t- turns away again. And I'm like, what the heck? That was our first kiss. Uh, day after, I went out, bought a ring. Here we are. <laughs> no, that's not true. 
That's not true. Hey, on a more serious note, though, for real, as a Jesus follower, have you ever had those moments where it's like, God, are you telling me to do that? Or is that just me? Am I supposed to do that? Or is that just a selfish desire? God, God I think you're telling me to do that, but I'm, but I'm not sure. God, what do I do? God, what do I do? And before I give you some practical things we can do when we find ourselves in one of these moments or one of these seasons, I, I want to share this verse with you. It's, it's really common. Maybe you've heard it before. I'm sure you've heard it, but it's Romans 8.28. I don't, I don't even have to read it. Uh, it's one of those I have hidden in my heart, but I will just to make sure I get it right in front of my church family. You know what I'm saying? But it says this. It says, and we know that God causes what? All things. Everything. God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Here's what I want to say, man. Some, some of y'all in this room, you've been so anxious about making life decisions. T freaking out about it. Awake at night thinking, my whole life depends on this. I don't want to mess it up. God, what am I supposed to do? What are you telling me to do? God, is this you? I'm not sure. I'm not positive, right? And I remember one of my friends, kind of, I, they were in this kind of frantic mode. They were, we were talking one night, and they're like, I think I need to go to St. Louis. I think I want to move there. I think it's God telling me to do it, but I'm not really sure. Mark, what do you think I should do? I'm sure. I just, I just don't want it, want it to be the wrong thing, you know? And you know what I said to him? I said, do it. Move. I said, you know what the cool thing is about serving Jesus? Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, right? Some of y'all, you know, my advice to a lot of y'all in the room where if you feel pressed or you feel convicted to do something specific, you feel a, a pressing from the Lord to do something specific, you know what my advice is? Don't out of fear stand still and say, oh, I'll think about it, never get around to it. If you feel pressed, do it, do it. God's on your side. You know what I said to the friend? I'm like, even if you go to St. Louis and you find out, it, eh, it's just not a fit. It wasn't the right thing. Who cares? God works all things. God works everything together for the good. So I, want, I wanted to preface that, God, is this you or is this not you? Listen, church, let me, let me take some of the anxiety away. There's peace to be found in serving Jesus, okay? You're going to be all right. You're going to be, our, it, it, here, if you feel pressed, if you make a decision with the thought, God, I think you're telling me to do this, so I'm going to trust you, you're going to be all right. It's that simple. Is that okay? Yeah. Let's keep rolling. Okay. So now in these moments, though, I want to give you some practical things to help you discern these thoughts and, uh, you know, to make wise decisions and all that stuff. Uh, if you're struggling with, it, God, is this you speaking to me, or is this just me in my own head? I have a couple practical things I want to hand to you this morning to, to make it a little bit easier to discern that voice. I'd like to suggest that all you need to do is just A-S-K, ask. Just ask. Our key scripture, I want to read it to you again. It says this. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 12, it says, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you'll find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be open you parents if your children ask for a loaf of bread do you give them a stone instead 
Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask them? If we, if we want to discern if it's God telling us to act or if we're just caught up in our own desires, I'd like to suggest, one, that we need to, A, ask God. We need to pray. I, I know this is simple here, but, you know, sometimes as believers, seriously, I think we forget how powerful prayer really is. I, I want to say that again. I don't think all of you understand how powerful prayer is. I don't think everyone in this room understands that when I pray, I, my prayers can move God into action. That's wild. Okay, that's wild. And some of us still approach prayer casually. Some of us are, still have apathetic prayer lives. Don't you understand that your prayers move God into action? We need to ask God. We need to pray to God. Amen? James 1.5, I feel like a lot of us, anyone in the room ever feel like you, you want some wisdom? Like, God what, God, what do I do? Give me some wisdom. Give me some vision. Am I supposed to turn right or left? Anybody want wisdom in the room? James 1.5, I love this. After I read this verse for the first time, I never sit through a time of prayer and don't ask God for wisdom. It says this, James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask, ask. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he'll give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. God, what do I do? Ask God for wisdom. Simple. Come on. And how do you plan on asking God if you don't take time to pray? You're going to have a difficult time. I also love this verse. It's another well-known scripture, but I think it's so good. It's Philippians 4, 6. It says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know if they're the one. Should I stay or should I go? God, help me. And here's what I believe God's saying. Stop worrying. You know what, you know what I think worrying is? Literally, as I was putting this message together, I felt like the Lord, almost this revelatory thought, if that's a word. I may have just made it up, but just roll with me. You, you know what worrying is? It's reminding myself of what I need to do. It's reminding myself of where I need to go, the decisions that's in front of me, reminding myself of the timeline. Worrying is self-talk. You know what prayer is? God talk. The difference between prayer and worrying, worrying is me talking to myself. Praying is me talking to God about my needs. So what Philippians 4, 6 is saying, don't worry about anything. Stop talking to yourself about what needs to be done. Pray about everything. Talk to me about what needs to be done. Come on, isn't that good? Don't just tell yourself what you need. Tell me. There's something that supernatural that happens when we take our worries, right? When, what do I do? Where do I go? Who, who, are they the right ones? And, and we take those and we turn them into prayers and we hand them to God and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust that you're going to provide my needs. Stop worrying. Start praying. Amen? Come on. He'll help you. He'll guide you. He'll give you wisdom. And not on what your will is. I, I know a lot of us, we, we, I hope we prefer God's will over our will, right? But pray for his will to be done in your life. God, what do I do? A, ask God. Okay? Y'all ready for number two? S, A, 
S, seek the scriptures. Seek the scriptures. Is anyone surprised by what I'm telling you this morning? Just a nice little reminder for my believing friends. Come on, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it says this. All scripture is inspired by God. And check this out. It's useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Any, anybody need help discerning what's wrong, what's right? God, is this right or is this wrong? Let's go on. What do the scriptures do? It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, God uses his scriptures to prepare and equip his people for every good work. It's just like, you know, it's like the same thing. Do we understand the authority and the power of the scriptures? And are we still being apathetic? Are we still saying, ah, I love my Christian music, but I have a tough time reading the Bible? Stop it. Stop it. We need to get in God's word, church. Listen, especially if you find yourself in a season of God, what do I do? Read his word. What does his word have to say about your life? What does his word have to say about your season? I bet you would, wouldn't be surprised uh, to find your solution in his word. I, I say this to my Marshfield family for the past three weeks. I, I felt like I've said this to them. Knowing God's word amplifies his whisper. Knowing God's word amplifies his whisper. God, are you calling me to do this? Are you telling me to go there? Are you telling me to have that conversation? Or are you telling me to date them or break up with them? What does his word say? What does his word say about how our significant other should look and act and live, right? What, is, what does his word say about who we should surround ourselves with? What does his word say about my finances? What does his word say about how I should approach conflict? It's in the book. It's in the book. And yet we neglect it. It's not a priority in our lives sometimes, I feel like. Hopefully it is for most of us in the room. Y'all ever read the first chapter of Proverbs? Good. A couple of you have, praise the Lord. We're doing all right as a church. <laughs> Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 5, it says this. This is like another one of those scriptures that I read, and it forever changed, it forever changed my spiritual life. It's like these little nuggets where I read it in scripture, and I go, oh, that's what that's for? Man, that... I'm never going to put that down. Check this out. Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 5, it says this. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Anyone know anything about Solomon? Yeah, just what, what was he? What was he known for? Wisdom. Anybody want to be wise? Come on. Does anyone think that if I'm in a season where, God, what do I do? Wisdom's going to help. Okay, just making sure. Here it is. Verse 2, Proverbs 1, 2. It's talking about what the Proverbs are useful for. It says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Okay? This is so good. Their purpose, it continues to tell us what the Proverbs are for. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, <clears throat> Pastor Mark, okay, Knowledge and discernment to the young. And verse goes on to verse 5. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Here's what that, those first couple of scriptures are saying. Whether you're young or you're old, whether you're wise or you're dumb, whether you're short or tall, it doesn't matter. The proverbs will contribute to your wisdom. After I read this, every time I go sit in prayer, now, now I'm not perfect about this, but usually what I try to do, every week, I try not to let a week pass in the year where I'm not spending time 
and Proverbs. Listen, if you want to be a wise Jesus follower, you need to immerse yourself in the Proverbs, okay? I'd say read a chapter of Proverbs every day. It's good. So that's it. A, ask God, pray. S, seek the scriptures. Jason, you can come back up on the keys if you don't mind. And then here's my last and final thought for you this morning. Short, sweet, and simple. Y'all good? Still with me? Okay. K, A, S, K. We got a knock on a door. We got a knock on a door. You know, Abigail and I, we just bought a house in Marshfield, and we've been living there, and right or wrong, it's definitely wrong, but I'll deal with that conviction later, okay? Don't judge me. Worry about yourself. I haven't been super intentional to get to know the neighbors around me, okay? We bought our house, and, and I like to go home. I like me time at home. And I know if I go around meeting my neighbors and shaking hands, I may end up with a chatty Kathy on my hands, okay? And I'm trying to go home and chill. Wrong or right, it's definitely wrong. I'll work on it. Lord, forgive me. But you know what? Sometimes... That's exactly what we need to do when we're, when we're in a season of, God, what do I do? We need to go knock on our wise neighbor's door. And we need to say, hey, I think God's putting this on my heart to do. What do you think? What do you think? I've been, I've been wrestling with this. You know? And you look in Proverbs, which you just talked about as a book full of wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15, it says this. Fools. Who? Fools think their own way is right. Yeah, I know everybody said not to date him, but trust me, he's a good guy. Okay? Yeah, nobody thinks, you know, nobody thinks I should do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. You know? You're a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. God doesn't want you to be a fool. Pastor Mark doesn't want you to be a fool says as fools think their own way is right but check this out the wise listen to others the wise listen to others listen are you about to make big decisions do, do you feel like the Lord's put something specific on your heart meet your best Christian friend right one of your friends who has a strong spiritual life that you admire be like hey girl would you, would you mind coming to get coffee with me I, I want to talk to you about something hey, hey bro I, I I mean, I, I know you're, you know, doing pretty good at the Jesus thing, but would you mind talking with me about this? I feel like the Lord's kind of putting something on my heart. Maybe, maybe you call up your mentor and say, hey, ask them, what, what does your mentor think about it? What, what does your professor who loves Jesus think about it? Talk, talk to your pastors. What, is, what does your pastor think about it? If all these people tell you that, that you shouldn't date the guy, there's a good chance you shouldn't date the guy. Amen? If all these people are telling you to apply for the position, apply for the position. Last Proverbs here, Proverbs 19.20. It says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Anyone want to be wise? God, what do I do? Ask me. Seek my word. See what my word says. And talk to other wise people. See what they have to think about it.
You know, on this topic of knocking, I wanted to share this verse with you. I want to close with this. Revelation 3, verses 19 through 20, it says this. My uh, iPad wouldn't shut off on me. It keeps doing that. Do we have it on here? Here we go. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Do we have uh, 320 as well? Look, I love this. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. Listen, church, here's the deal. Some of y'all are in here and, and the wisest thing you could ever do is say yes to Jesus. And there might just be one, there might be a few, but you're sitting in here and Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart saying, hey, hey neighbor, let me in. Hey, let me in. I love you. You know Colossians says that all things were created through him and for him. Listen, don't walk through this life neglecting the thing that you were purposed for, the thing you were created by. You know how much Jesus loves you? It's the whole reason we're here, y'all. You got a God who loves you so much. He said, man, I'm going to send my son, right? I'm, I'm going to take, take away all your sin. I'm going to give you new life. Not just, not just when it's all done, but here on earth. You can be made new. I'll break chains. I'll heal you. I'll restore you. I'll care for you. I'll supply every need. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.